What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Jason Parks here for episode 47 of the Media Captain Podcast. I am riding solo again. Uh, Stephanie is not with me today. Durham Warehouse was running a massive uh, sale, um, one of the four biggest sales of the year that we run. So um, I know Stephanie was backlogged, and Stephanie, have been re- Stephanie and I have recorded every single podcast episode uh, together. We both live in Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio. And, um, but it's, it's been getting tougher and tougher just based off of our schedules to actually get together. So we're trying to figure out a way to get good audio quality and record this while we don't have to be in the same room together. So she'll be back soon. I know she's the star of the show and, um, sometimes you guys just hang around there for me, but, uh, here I am back solo episode 47. We are talking about the importance of writing, um, writing for SEO writing for digital marketing, um, writing for social media. Uh, Writing is so important. I'm going to tell you uh, just how important it is um, to rank better on Google, to get more engagement on social media, uh, what we see with our clients, um, you know, how the media captain, how how Durham Warehouse have, have utilized writing. So I'm super excited to get into this episode. Um, and uh, let's see. Let's um. Let's 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 just dive right into it. Uh, so let, let's think back in the day, right? Um, if you wanted to be a writer back in the day, you had to get hired by a newspaper or a media outlet. Um, you know, whether it was writing for the local paper, whether it was writing for a trade publication. Um, essentially, you 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 were hired by a, a media outlet. Um, what does that mean? You had to follow a corporate structure. You didn't have ownership. You couldn't really be 100% yourself. You were just confined to the restraints of the employer that, that you were working for. Um, I think we take for granted how amazing it is, the time that we live in right now. Um, literally, anybody can start a WordPress blog. They can write content, and they can get their content found. Um, everybody now has a voice. Obviously, distribution is a huge part of this, and we'll get into that. But that's just one big thing I want everyone to take away from this, is that everyone has a voice, um, and everyone can be heard, and everybody can just get this great distribution just by writing. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit into my backstory here in a second, um, because I just think of like if I grew up in... You know, if, if I was a teenager um, in 2020, how things would be different than, uh, you know, when I was a teenager in the, you know, whatever it was, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so I'm just going to go into my story to give a nice visual uh, interpretation for you guys. So I am a huge sports fan. Um, since I've, you know, owned a business, I, I'm not like I used to be, but I used to be obsessed with sports and what's funny about that is um you know a lot of things that pertain to digital marketing with like google analytics and statistics and conversion rate percentage and all of these metrics like i think i have such a fascination with all of that because i was as a huge sports fan i was just fascinated by you know the the standings and um the personal statistics of all of the players and everything along those lines anyway uh, my whole family's from New York. You know, I've, I've mentioned a million times I live in Columbus, Ohio, but my whole family's originally from New York. Um, I grew up a New York, uh, a fan of New York sports teams. So the Giants, the Knicks, 
Um, those were really like the two main teams. When the Blue Jackets moved to Columbus, I obviously became a huge, I'm a huge hockey fan now and, and rooted for them. But my team's growing up like until I was 13, Giants and Knicks, and I was obsessed with the Giants. So we used to get a publication in the mail called the Giants Insider. Um, it was a niche publication, uh, just and, and it's still around, by the way, and it's all about the New York Giants. I literally used to, I think it got delivered on Tuesdays. I could not wait till it got delivered. I would read it from cover to cover because it was, you know, this was before there were just like articles online about only Giants things. It's, you had to rely on the newspaper to go there. So I was like so obsessed with the Giants that I would write letters to the editor every week um, into the Giants Insider. And these, uh, th- these would get published and I ended up building up a little bit of a relationship with the um, with the editor from the Giants Insider uh, to the point where I actually got a meeting booked when I was 13 years old. I flew out with my dad to East Rutherford, New Jersey, met with him and pitched him on the idea of having a kids column article within the paper. Um, and I like couldn't sleep for days. I was super excited about that. Uh, it ends up that the kids' corner never really took off. You know, he did allow for me though to contribute, like outside of just letters to the editor. I would come up with questions for some of the retired players and was able to like contribute in a way, um, which was awesome. And it's like nobody, you know, no teenager was really doing that at the time, and it was just super cool. But I think back now, and I get super jealous because I think I'm like, man, if that was now, I would have been able to start a Giants blog and I would have been able to write about the Giants and I would have been able to tweet about the Giants and I would have been able to amass a following and there's just so much more I could have done um, and essentially you were I was handcuffed and I was handcuffed because I needed a distribution outlet to an outlet to distribute my content so the point of this story is first off you know um, anybody out there can feel sorry for me and, and, I'll, and I'll take your sympathy because the Giants, you know, since 2011 have been absolutely terrible. But the the moral of the story is just that we need to appreciate the digital age that, that we live in. Um, and I'll reiterate that anybody can write. I met with, um, before uh, COVID, like a couple of months before COVID, I met with someone and he owns a website, and let me just pull it up here real quick. Uh, and the name site, the, the website is called The Sales Blog, and uh, Anthony uh, Lanarino um, is the author of this. Anthony was very, uh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, Anthony Ian Narino. Um, he was very inspiring because what he told me was he wakes up every day at five o'clock. And he writes a 1,000-word article every single morning. He has done this for the past 10 years. Um, what's happened because of this is he now gets does speaking engagements all over the country. And obviously now with COVID, it's impacted. I'm sure that's impacted him. But you know, before COVID and I'm sure after COVID, uh, he's booking these massive um, speaking engagements and people are finding him all through his blog. He blogged every day. What did that do? It got other authoritative sites to link back to his site. It built power in his site. And over time, you know, his site just gained authority and all of these people are finding these articles. So again, that's just the power of the blog and we're going to get into how all of that works and, you know, how to how to get started because I think a lot of people are just like oh my gosh yeah I want to write but nobody's going to read my stuff so why even bother 
yada yada. So I'm going to get into all of that. Um, all right, so let's go into the importance of great content uh, and the importance of great content on your website. So first off, um, on your site, if you have service pages, you know, if you're a B2B business and you offer services, um, if you're an e-commerce company and you have e-commerce pages, uh, this content is really important. It needs to be written well. Um, it needs to be optimized from an SEO perspective. If you write great content, um, it's going to rank better on Google. Uh, you know, a perfect example of this is on our web development page on the Media Captain site. You know, I jotted down the 30 most common questions that were asked from prospective customers prior to starting a website, and I compiled it all into the web development page on the site. Um, this content is extremely unique. Uh, it's valuable. Like I am able to provide to a lot of people that have questions. I just provide this link and um, it answers a lot of questions. It serves as a great resource. Uh, you know, when we talk about, um, so we talked about service pages, e-commerce pages, when you have a product and you do, um, you go into detail on the description of the product and you include reviews and you put the ingredients like a lot of the things that we do for Durham Warehouse. Stephanie spends a ton of time optimizing all of these product pages because when it is well written it provides a good user experience and the combination of being well written providing a good user experience helps with your overall SEO. Um, so when you just have someone who's not, in, I always say like the person writing the content needs to be an industry expert or they Damn, you know, they, they definitely need to get it approved um, and looked over by an industry expert because um, you need to be providing as much value as, as you can. Uh, so if you just have fluff on your website where if it's just like generic, there's not good storytelling, it's not authoritative, um, you know, you don't have a good about, uh, about us section. Um, I mean, it's just Google's getting smarter and smarter. They want unique content. They want a good user experience. So you need to be writing quality content um, for all pages on, on your website. So now let's move on to the blog. You know, I gave the example of the Giants uh, and of the Giants Insider. Um, regardless of what you want to blog about, you can blog, you know, you can blog about any niche that you want. For the media captain, we blog about digital marketing. The reason that the that a blog is so important is because the topics are more niche. You know, so if I am going to write about the media coverage, and I'm just giving an example here. You know, the the NBA Finals just ended, and the the um, Lakers won LeBron's fourth title. You know, and if I were to write a blog about uh, the uh, media coverage inside the bubble. Um, you know, pertaining to, I, I don't know, just the media coverage inside the bubble, you know, and how they cover the Lakers celebration, like inside the locker room. Um, that is a very niche topic. And like, you don't have to have a super authoritative site to get found with, with your content. Like if somebody is going to be searching that detail, like they wanted the locker room coverage after the championship, even if your site's not authoritative, there probably weren't a lot of people that wrote on that specific topic, so you can get found that way. The other great thing is distribution on social media. You can take these articles, and you have to pay to play, guys. So like, you can get found organically, but also you could boost that post 
to Lakers fans on Facebook, on Instagram, um, and you can drive hundreds of people to your blog for pennies. Like literally, Facebook advertising is cheap. Um, I, I know people. A lot of people rip on Gary Vaynerchuk, and you know they say he just repeats the same thing over and over. But he continuous, you know, he's always said that, like, look, the, the cheapest form of advertising, the best bang for your buck is on social media. I see so many people write great content, but the issue is that they don't promote it properly. Um, you know, for we, we just wrote a blog on um, Google local service ads for personal injury lawyers. This is a very niche topic. Um, it's a type of advertisement specifically for personal injury attorneys. I can take that content and distribute it to specifically towards personal injury attorneys and because it's so niche and because the targeting so good, I'm going to get a lot of visitors to that page. The other thing is that for the Media Captain site, we have built authority to our site. We've been around for 10 years. We've been quoted in entrepreneur.com and you know on Ohio State's website and like so we have authority. Well, what happens when you build up authority is that when you write these blogs, it becomes easier and easier to rank because you have that authority behind your site. Um, so it's almost like, I mean, you just gain a lot of momentum as as you continue to go. So there's sometimes where you don't, maybe you don't need to promote on social media because every time you post it, it just does so well ranking on Google. But let's say you're trying to improve your Google rank um, and it's not getting found that much on the search engines. Social media can be a great way to distribute that content. Uh, I just feel that everybody should be writing, um, and even if you don't like writing, you could record voice memos, and there's a million people that would transcribe the voice, I mean, there's services that would transcribe it, but there are plenty of people that would then take um, that transcription and write it for you uh, if you just don't really like to write. But the fact that any business owner or marketer out there, I mean, for your company, you should just be coming up with amazing content um, that can get found on Google, that can be distributed on social media, and also what I referenced earlier, that can be utilized as a sales resource, um, you know, or a customer service resource. So what we do for the media captain, what we do for Durham Warehouse, when people call in and have a question, we jot those questions down. Those make for great blog posts. Those make for great, um, you know, frequently asked questions sections on a website. Um, so, you know, just going back, I think everyone has, uh, th there's, and in terms of today, I just did a, I did a consultation and someone asked me, they go, Jason, you know, how, how often should I be blogging? Um, and I, my answer is start with once a month and write a great piece of content, make it 1500 words and no less. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be done in one sitting, but just create a great piece of content. There's a lot of stats out there that the more words that you have within a blog, the higher likelihood it's going to rank on Google. Obviously, it can't be duplicative content. It can't be fluff. It has to be a good piece of content. We see the same thing. I mean, when we write longer blogs, um, they're more informative. Uh, they um, provide a better user experience. So ultimately, they end up ranking better. So definitely... When I'm, when I'm talking about blogging, do not write a 200 and 300 word blog. Like this has to be super informative. The other thing is when you write a great blog, you can, it can be distributed in different places. Um, I've already talked about you can utilize it for a Facebook post. 
um, you can utilize it within your email marketing. So for the media captain, we send out a weekly email newsletter. Um, it's the same thing. Uh, we use blog content all the time as one of the main um, you know, hooks within the email blast. So between the email, between social media, um, there's just like a lot of ways that you can take that one piece of blog content and really distribute it uh, and, and, and get a lot more eyeballs on it. So uh, for our SEO keyword tracking, we utilize, um, I've talked about this before, we utilize SEMrush. Uh, this is where you can start to track your keywords, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a page on your website, see what happens. Like take a page of content that only has 750 words, spend four to five hours like optimizing the hell out of it and see what happens with your, with your Google ranking. I guarantee you, well, I won't guarantee it, but there's a high chance that if you really improve the user experience, um, you will see better, uh, you will see better rankings. Um, there's another website that I want to point as a, a reference, and it, it's free. It's called SiteLiner, S-I-T-E-L-I-N-E-R. Um, you can explore your site. And so right now, I'm just putting the media captain in there. Um, what SiteLiner does is it tells you all of the reference. It gives you a summary, and it tells you if there's duplicate content on your website. Um, we found out a couple months ago from the media captain another website Another digital marketing agency just utilized verbiage, the exact verbiage that we had on our homepage uh, in a section on their site. So we just rewrote it because you don't want duplicate content. Um, SiteLiner also tells you whether or not there's broken links, um, you know, and some other nice tidbits. But really, just from a duplicate content perspective, it's so interesting to see uh, how much of your content is unique because you don't want the same content uh, in, in numerous places because duplicate content is is bad. Um, so to recap, I would just say think like a uh, think like a journalist. Um, make sure that you're writing, uh, but at the same time, um, you know, be appreciative of the fact that anybody has an outlet. I would just say, you know, you'd be amazed what happened. Nothing's gonna happen. Some people like get discouraged because they start writing. And in the first month, like they don't hear from anyone or they're hardly seeing any analytics. Like what I mentioned about the sales blog of, uh, and you can go check it out, the salesblog.com, um, Anthony Ian Marino, but um, he's the inspiration. Every See what happens if every day you sit down first thing in the morning before there's distractions and you just crank out a thousand word article for whatever you want to talk about. And it can be a hobby. Um, it could be related to you know your line of work. Um, there's a million things. So, uh, that's, you know, that's what I have for today, uh, for podcast 47. Um, Steph should be back next week. Um, one thing that I want to say, just cause I hit on some of the sports things and what I found fascinating was that the sports leagues, I felt like they had this opportunity when they were inside the bubble and I'm talking about the NBA and the NHL. I feel like they had this opportunity to, do so much with different camera angles and more access in terms of social media uh, and just really like try and find ways to go behind the scenes and, you know, get into these storylines. And I felt like they, they just failed terribly at that. Um, I mean, I don't know if any if anybody follows like the TV ratings of, of these sports leagues, but they were down like over 50% in the NBA and the NHL. And honestly, when you take out the crowd um you know when the crowd's not there when there's not the storyline of the city that's rooting for the team 
it, you know, a lot of the casual fans lose interest. And I felt like the leagues, this was their chance where it's like, what the hell do we have to lose? We're in a bubble and this is where we can be testing shit out. And I just felt like they really uh, missed the mark on that. So, um, yeah, I was hoping for something a, a little better on, on that front. But that's just a little rant. Um, if you have any questions, um, tweet me at the media captain. Uh, we'll get back to you. We would love to answer some of your questions. But that will do it for podcast episode 47. Um, have a great rest of your day. And uh, we'll be back for 48.